Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is a boost all right. I love that. Look for smart energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Target. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show how smart energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. Here's a little travel secret. The best time to visit Scottsdale, Arizona is actually in the summer. When you summer in Scottsdale, you can stay in five-star resorts for three-star prices and get access to the best Scottsdale has to offer at the best rates. There are so many ways to stay cool while feeling hot in Scottsdale over the summer, including tranquil pool scenes or rowdy pool parties, world-class shopping museums and art galleries. You guys, I love the idea of going to Scottsdale this summer. I'm about to fire up my group chat and book a trip because I literally love getting an amazing deal on a five-star hotel. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot think of anything better. Plus me, you know, I love the sun. I love to lay by a gorgeous pool, sipping a drink, knowing that I'm going to a fabulous restaurant that night. And I love that it won't be overcrowded. Visit experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks to learn more and start planning your trip. That's experiencescottsdale.com slash tinks. To know me is to know that I am obsessed with spicy margaritas. Love tequila cocktails? Then check out the award-winning 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. It's a -a one-of-a-kind tequila infused with the juice of real fruit. 21 Seeds is smooth, not sweet. It smells fresh and bright and tastes incredible. Try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Learn more at 21seeds.com. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Hi guys, welcome back to It's Me Tanks. How are we? How was everyone's weekend? I missed you guys. Um, I saw some good stuff over the weekend. Um, two things specifically. If you guys haven't watched the Abercrombie documentary, it's really, really good, especially for all my fellow millennials. It is such a blast from the past. It's on Netflix, I believe, and it's basically just about like all of their creepy hiring schemes and goes so beyond that. It's, it's, I don't want to spoil it, but it is, it's really wild. I mean, it's things that you can probably guess, but it's just a really interesting look into the store. Oh my God. I, I remember like how intimidated I was to go into the store in the mall. So, um, when I would come to America for summer, I would live with my grandparents in Florida and there was an Abercrombie at the mall. And, I just remember like that smell. Every millennial remembers that smell. It would be like literally halfway down the mall. You could start smelling. I think it was called fierce. Remember fierce. That was the name of the scent. And there would be like two hot guys with washboard abs outside of it. And oh my God. And it's so embarrassing, right? Because when you're like 13, 14, you obviously have to take your mom in and 
your parents would always be like, it's so loud. Like I can't hear, I can't see anything. Like it's like a nightclub. And in the documentary, they say that that was obviously all on purpose. And also something I didn't realize is like, remember how it was those um, wooden grates or like wooden slatted windows um, and you couldn't really see what was going on inside the store. This was actually a marketing technique by them because it was like the only store in the mall that you had to you had to cross the threshold. You had to actually go inside like other stores. You can maybe peek in or, you know, see in the window and see like, ah, like doesn't really look that good today. I won't go in. But with Abercrombie, it was like all the other sensory things. It was like you could smell it. You could hear it, but you couldn't see it. It was dark. So you needed to go in and check it out. Oh, my God. I remember being so embarrassed going to my mom like the anxiety of like walking into that store and like you can't find anything and you have to ask them. And they were like always kind of bitchy if you were like, oh, do you have like another size? I just remember how long the T-shirts were. That's my vivid memories. Like, remember when they were like laying on uh, on like the table, the T-shirts were so long and they were so skinny and you would put them on and you were supposed to stretch them like over your butt and then wear one of those big, thick belts. That was the look like the most unflattering thing, especially for like teenage bodies. Like, what the fuck were we thinking doing that? Oh, my God. And like, because I grew up in in um, England, I was always I had like the hookup because I was going to the States. Right. And so every time I would like bring my friends back a T-shirt that was like weird, it, you know, with the moose like A&F. Oh, my God. It was such an experience. And it was just so important to me. And, and I just, my mom was like, I remember her being like, I think this stuff is like, not that cute. And like, this is really, really overpriced and really, really smelly in here. And me being like, please, like I'll literally do anything. I just need a fucking hoodie with a moose on it. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting. It's such a, it's such a blast from the past. Um, and it's a really good documentary. It's, it's very, it's very telling, very interesting. It's just such a different world. And it was only like 10 years ago. It's, it's nuts. I think that they're kind of like having a revival now though. They're doing a really good job with, um, representation and diversity. And I've seen a a big push and they, they touch on it a little bit at the end of the documentary. So absolutely, um, recommend watching it. It is very telling. And it just brought me back to like, mall culture, you know, it, there's this funny bit in it where the guy is like, he's trying to explain malls to Gen Z. And he's like, yeah, it's like a place you go with all the shops. And it's just, it's nuts. Cause I guess malls are, are done for the most part or in the, in the, in the decline, which is a real shame because I fucking love a mall. I love a mall. I think because I did grow up in, in London and we didn't really have any malls there. So I fetishized a mall. I thought it was like the pinnacle of, of life because I would watch all the American TV shows and they would go to the mall like for fun. Right. I think that that's what everyone would do is go to hang out and shop and like go to the food court and meet other kids. And, you know, I went to an all girl school and there wasn't a mall in sight. So I just thought it was like the coolest thing. But also when I visited, I'll get back to my love of malls in a second. I distinctly remember visiting my grandparents and and we would go for like a month at a time. So I really like lived there for, for the summer. Um, that I just always felt so uncool because 
I didn't have any friends in Florida because I obviously didn't live there. I just was like always with my family and like my extended family. And I just remember feeling so fucking uncool walking around with them. And like when you would see a group of kids your age and you'd like lock eyes with them, you just want to die for no reason. Like it wasn't embarrassing. Like what was embarrassing about walking around? Nothing. But I literally was like, oh, well, I'm the biggest loser on the planet. Um, but I think that that's where my love of like suburban America came from. And people always think that I'm doing a bit when I talk about how much I love malls or how much I love big parking lots, but it's just like, I think you kind of always glamorize and romanticize what you didn't grow up with. So I just thought it was like the coolest thing to roll up to the mall, um, you know, get out, go to the food court and, and like, yeah. I it's Naples, Florida for anyone who cares. Um, there's a couple malls there. The waterside mall was like the fancy one. It was with all the fancy shops, but I didn't like going to that one when I was younger. I liked going to the one, you know, the big traditional mall with the JC Penny and, and the wet seal. Remember that store wet seal and limited Two in the beginning. Oh my God. Limited Two was like the coolest thing. I just always remember my mom being like, this is a t-shirt. Like, why is this t-shirt so expensive? Like, because it has glitter on it and me being like, please, please. Um, but anyway, that's why I love malls. And then also now you guys know I'm, I love mall crying. So if you're having a bad day, love to go to a mall and just have a good cry, walk around. Um, if you're in the Los Angeles area, highly recommend the Grove. Just put on those headphones, do a little rich mom walk going to a few stores, have a cry. I think that I started doing that when I, um, when I was in New York, another amazing mall to cry at is Brookfield. Um, and Brookfield is, is right next to like, I think it's like the Goldman Sachs headquarters or something. So there's always a lot of like very sad looking bankers in there. Um, but that's when I started it. I just find them comforting. Again, I think it's because like I grew up and it was like my happy place when I was in Florida. Like if you guys can believe it, I thought that like Naples, Florida was representative of all of America. And I was like, America's amazing. Like, this is so cool. Like, I literally love it here. They have Taco Bell in every corner. Um, so yeah, I love them all. The Beverly Center, another great place to cry in LA. Highly recommend. Um, and then the other thing, okay, enough about me and my mall, my mall loving. Um, the other thing is that I saw is every everything everywhere all at once. I truly don't want to spoil anything about this movie. All I can say is it was the happiest two hours of a long time of my life. And it, you must go see it immediately. It's a very, very special movie. It's got, I, I, I saw a, a bunch of TikToks about it and then the Rotten Tomatoes ratings were like 97%. And I feel like sometimes I don't agree with Rotten Tomatoes, but it is magnificent. And I urge you all to go see it. It's, it's just wonderful and what a movie should be. Um, you know, the, the AMC, like Nicole Kidman thing that everybody spoofs where she's like, this is why we go to the movies. That is literally how I felt yesterday. When I watched the movie, I was like, this is why I go to the movies. This is so special and amazing. So I have a trip planned to Palm Desert coming up and I booked an Airbnb because I wanted to be with all of my friends. This house we booked has a beautiful pool. So you guys know I will be catching some rays and doing a little bit of tanning. I know a few friends who have houses and when they're away, whether it's on a trip or they're traveling for work, they just Airbnb their houses. So they're like actively 
making money while they're away, which is kind of the dream, right? Like passively making extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There are so many books out there, it can be hard to choose one. But becoming a Book of the Month member makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Members get books delivered right to their door and shipping is always free. There's even an app to pick your book and track your reading progress. And there are audiobooks too. So I'm obsessed with this, you guys, because I feel like sometimes I get decision paralysis on what to read next. And the fact that Book of the Month Club, they decide for you, they pick the best because they do all that reading is just fantastic. I love to be in the reading community and book of the month is an incredible way to really get engaged with your reading maybe you want to pick it back up for summer so important to always have a book when you're going on your summer trips reading by the pool or just reading before bed which is as you know my favorite thing to do right now you can get your first book of the month for just five dollars with code petals by visiting bookofthemonth.com that's bookofthemonth.com and use code petals If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. Zola has everything you need to plan your wedding in one place, including venue options and all your vendors. Plus, you can design, save the dates and invites, build a free wedding website, create your registry and stay on track and on budget throughout the entire wedding process with their free planning tools. I have three really good friends getting married this year and they're all using Zola. And I know because they were telling me about how easy it is and it's just truly a one-stop shop and you know this girl loves efficiency right so my friends were telling me you can do it all in one place what a relief right and I know about Zola because I bought so many gifts on registries via Zola and I just love how easy it is to send gifts keep everything organized everything is like done for you and we absolutely love that start planning at Zola.com that's Z-O-L-A dot com. Love starts with you. Show off your personal style every day with new Pandora pieces that set a shining example for the world to see. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora radiates with your love from every angle. Create a look that's all your own with a unique mix of meaningful charms or choose from Pandora's sparkling collection of timeless designs perfect for making an eye-catching statement. With Pandora Jewelry's vast selection of rings, bracelets, earrings, necklaces, and charms, there's endless ways to love it, stack it, wear it, and share it. Style your everyday favorites with sparkling cuts, vibrant enamels, and playful designs, or truly make it your own with a personal engraving. Write a love note to yourself or your best friend with beautiful hand-finished jewelry from Pandora. Spell it out with handwritten charms, sparkling stacks, and iconic styles designed for every kind of forever. Pandora jewelry is the perfect way to share the gift of love with yourself and the ones closest to your heart. Shop now at Pandora.net. Pandora, be love. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I personally have been talking to my therapist every single week about my stressful times and just getting everything off my chest, explaining the difficult situation I've been having at work and what has been weighing on me has made me feel one million times better. I really don't know what I would do without her. As you guys know, I talk to her every week. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Tinks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Tinks. I'm going to London today. I'm going home. I really can't wait to see my mom and I think I'm going to see my dad. And um, I'm just so, so excited um, to go home. If you guys don't know, I'm from London. I was born in Washington, D.C., but I moved to London when I was like six months old. And I grew up there until I moved back to America when I was 19. So my whole young life and my parents still live there. So that's home for me. And I am just I can't be, couldn't be more excited. So I thought that I would give you plain travel tips, um, highly requested. So I'm going to get very specific, very granular. This is what works for me. Um, so planes are disgusting. Like let's just call a spade a spade. They are stressful and disgusting. If you have a Mr. Anxiety living with you, he probably also loves to travel. Mr. Anxiety, my Mr. Anxiety, he absolutely loves it. When he knows we're getting on a plane, he just gets riled up. He just has so many scenarios that he wants to tell me about um, fear and just like get feeling claustrophobic and like just the whole nine yards. So if you feel that too, I, I'm sorry. And here are some things that I do to help. I might even tell you about how I pack too, because I recently cracked the code. Um, So, okay. First of all, jet lag. I read an article, I believe it was on goop a while back about how to beat jet lag. And if, if I'm going from like LA to New York, it's like, who cares? It's only three hours, whatever. If I go on a long haul flight, like where it's, you know, international or overnight, whatever, the number one thing I do is I try not to eat on the plane for two reasons. And this is what I read in the article. So your body basically knows what time it is a couple ways. Like obviously if it's light out, your body is like, oh, okay. It's time to be awake. But the timing of your meals helps your circadian rhythm. It's a very fancy word. I don't know if I'm using it right. I think I am. Um, so the, the reason that your body gets so messed up when you have, um, jet lag or sorry, the reason that your body can get extremely messed up with jet lag is if you eat on the plane, your body doesn't know what the fuck time it is. So if you have like a 10, 12, 14 hour flight, it really screws with your body's like sense of timing. If you're eating at random times on the plane, that's what I read in this article. And ever since then I have, I have not eaten on long haul flights. Now, do I follow this all the time? No. Like, I mean, sometimes I'm hungry and I just eat. So if you're hungry, eat, but Um, if you can, like if it's an overnight flight, like tonight, we, today we leave at like three, I'm just going to eat a big meal right before I get on the plane, like a big dinner type meal, get on, try to sleep the entire time. And then this is very important. When you get off at your, at your location, I always try to go on a walk or like get a workout in, like, don't go immediately to sleep. I know sometimes it's so hard. Try to sweat a little bit and then have a big meal when you get there. And it just resets you. Listen, is this science? Absolutely not. Did I read it in a random article that I can't find? Yes. But has it worked for me? Yes. I've taken a lot, a lot, a lot of really, really weird long flights. And this is 
when you can do it, it really works. Like, like I said, if I'm going from LA to New York or vice versa, it's the most boring flight in the whole fucking world. It's weirdly long. It's like six hours and you have nothing to do, but to like eat snacks in which case eat snacks and eat meals because who cares? And it's only a three hour time difference. So it doesn't really fuck you up that much, but like eight hours is such an enormous time difference. So when I'm, whenever I'm going home, I really, really, really try to do this. Um, okay. Other tips. Okay. So just to recap, because that was a roundabout way of saying eat a big meal before you get on your flight. Like I'm going to have a full dinner at like three or four. Then I get like to brush my teeth. So I feel nice and cozy and all fresh, get on the plane, immediately get like cozy in my, you know, in, in my seat, like make a little cocoon in a blanket and then try to sleep as much as you can, or like watch movies, rest, whatever. When I get there, no matter how tired I am, I eat a big breakfast. Usually when I'm going home to London, I like to have a full English breakfast because it's like welcoming me home. And then I go on a walk, have a big coffee and try to stay up for the entire day. And I know it's hard, but like the more effort you put in on the front end, the easier the rest of your trip will be jet lag wise. And I just like hate jet lag. It makes me feel so like out of my power. And I I hate wasting time whenever I'm home or whenever I'm on a trip because I'm like, I want to enjoy every second of it. So that has always really helped me. Okay. Plain outfits. I cannot believe that some people still wear real clothes and that's no shade to you. I'm like, I'm just shocked that anybody would wear real clothes on a plane. I am sweatpants, hoodie, cozy socks, Uggs the whole way. Like absolutely would never, ever wear like an outfit on the plane. And I I think it's like slightly a generational thing or like a cultural thing. Like when we were growing up, my mom would always wear, it looks so nice on airplanes. Like no matter what, she would always like wear a blazer. And that was just because like traveling was, uh, was a big thing to her and it was a privilege and it was new to her. And, um, and she just always wanted to look nice. And so I grew up looking, my mom looked like she was going to like a business meeting. Um, but now I think, you know, especially post pandemic, the culturalization of the workplace, fuck it, be comfortable. That's my take. Be fucking comfortable. Um, it's so funny. My mom also dresses up for doctor's appointments too. It's really sweet. It makes me so happy. She's just like, she wants to look nice. And so again, I think it's like a, a cultural thing, a generational thing. Um, that's just how she grew up. And, um, meanwhile, I like barely own pants. Um, so I am very comfortable. I like to wear like a matching set, like a sweatpant and hoodie. And then I like to wear comfy shoes, like either a really soft sneaker or like an UGG because you just want it to feel comfy. Maybe you want to slip your feet out and if you're trying to sleep or whatever. Um, and like if you retain water, my feet swell sometimes. It's a whole thing. Okay. Speaking of water, I drink so much water on planes and you guys are always like, don't you have to pee? And the answer is yes. And is it uncomfortable to like squeeze past people or wait in that disgusting bathroom line? 100%. But I, need to drink a lot of water on planes because it helps. Like if you're a water retention girly, if you uh, have thyroid issues, whatever, all of the fun stuff about being a woman, I just urge you to drink a lot of water. I will usually drink. I'm just being honest with you guys, like two to three liters of water on a flight. I know it's whack, but like it dehydrates you so much. So that's what I try to do. And if I, sometimes I'll have like a herbal tea as well like a nice little mint tea is so nice to calm the stomach. 
if it's a shorter flight, like if it's an LA, New York type thing, I always bring my own food. And even today I will probably pack my own food just in case I do get hungry. It's not that planes don't have good food. It's like, I just like to know what I'm going to eat. Like I like to feel like I have a good option. Um, because you never know what's the situation is going to be. And you never know what the air, you know, sometimes people are like, Oh, I'll get snacks in the airport. But it's like, if you don't like the, the normal like chips and candy they have, then your options are usually pretty limited. I always just like to be prepared. I'm shocked that you guys don't know that you're allowed to take food through security. Every time I go and I'm like, hashtag plain salad, you guys are like, Oh my God, can you bring a salad through? Yes. Yes, you can. You can bring food through. You can bring whatever you want through. Um, I love to take a salad. I love to take a wrap. And then I, I love to take a few party items, um, you know, like a little cut up fruit, um, some like kale chips, like a little siete chip, um, some Ella's flats, you know, my favorite crackers, Ella's flats, just like little things to snack on. And again, this is if it's like a shorter flight or like not overnight somewhere where I'm going to get jet lag. Um, but I really like to have a full, a full bag of snacks. Um, you know, some little who chocolate, um, just little things that are fun that are like a little surprise for you to eat when you're bored as fuck on the plane. Um, tip for, if you are going to have a plain salad, make it with kale or like a heartier lettuce so that you can put the dressing on. Yeah. I'm getting this specific. Okay, guys, this is how specific I'm getting. Make it with a heartier lettuce. So then you can dress it before and it will just soak it up and it won't get soggy. Like you don't really want like a mixed green because then if you've got like a few hours to go, it's going to be sog city. Um, and I don't actually mind a soggy salad, but I know most people do, uh, bring your own cutlery, bring napkins, here are some other things that I always have on the plane with me. I love, um, wipes like a, like a, I love honest, the company, they make amazing, like, uh, antibacterial wipes. And they also have an amazing little spray anti um, antibacterial spray. What am I? Oh, hand sanitizer. Yeah. I just, they're all clean and like, it's, it's nice. So I always have those. I take an eye mask no matter where, I'm going, even if it's a short flight, just in case you want to shut your eyes. I like the slip silk eye masks. They're just like, feel so nice on your eyes. I usually, um, do the under eye patch thingies, like whatever my favorite ones of the week are. I'll take those. Sometimes I'll take a face mask. I know that some people have responded saying actually doing a face mask dries your skin out on the plane, but I don't care because it's something to do for 20 minutes to, to take the time away. Cause I'm like an anxious flyer. I'm not like a settle in, watch a movie, whatever, have a, you know, have a kiki time. I'm like a, I need to occupy my hands at all times during this flight. Otherwise I'm going to freak out person. So like, let me have my face mask. And it's also funny because people walk by you and they're like, Oh, there's a leather face sitting in four B. Um, so there's that. And I, I don't drink on planes. I used to, I used to think it was so funny to get fucked up on planes. Like every single flight I'd be like champagne. Like, yeah, I'm going to have a drink and of wine. And before I go, but like, yeah, like I, I know I'm like thirties, but 30 vibe, but it just dehydrates you. And it makes you have such a bad headache. Like you guys know me, I'm not afraid of a hangover, but like the idea of waking up after being so dehydrated and hungover, like on a plane is so scary to me. So I never, ever, ever drink on planes or like before, um, in the airport, because it's just like, it's not worth it to me at all. 
Um, I'd rather just wait till I get there and then have a big celebratory drink when I arrive. Um, so yeah, I, I like also headphones. I mean, you guys know that I love headphones over AirPods anyway, but especially on a plane, like I'm all, I, when I did used to use AirPods, I would always lose one when you fall asleep, it falls out. So that's why I like a cord or like an over the head headphone. Um, and I think that's really important. So to get granular about how I, what I like to do is I like to wear a hoodie or jacket with a pocket. And then, so what I do is I'll get my waters when I go through security. Then when I get on the plane, I take out my phone, my headphones, my hand sanitizer, and like a book. And then I'll put everything else away because I feel like it's, it's way better to have like a clean space, like not so much clutter with like a million things falling all over the place. Maybe I'll tuck like a snack in the back pocket of the seat in front of me. And then you just like settle in, wipe your shit down with a wipe. I, I love to do that. You know what? Naomi Campbell was so ahead of the game. If you know what I'm talking about, then you're a real one. If you don't, Naomi Campbell made this video like a million years ago for YouTube where about saying how she likes to wipe everything down on a plane before she sits down. This was like pre COVID. And now we're all like wiping like crazy. Usually they give you a wipe though, when you get on the plane mostly, but so get on, wipe your shit down, settle in, put your bag away. Hopefully you don't have to fight for overhead space, have a sip of water, get your plane playlist downloaded, make sure that you have, um, you know, it all downloaded on Spotify or whatever. Um, all your playlists saved down so that you're not like in the air being like, fuck, I don't have any internet and I can't listen to my music. Um, and, and away you go. Um, you know, Mr. Anxiety sometimes causes me to take some medication on a plane. I know a lot of us have to do that and that is okay. Talk to your therapist, talk to your doctor, whatever. It's very stressful for some of us. And I, I really get that. Um, I think plane anxiety is, is like so funny, right? Because the, the likelihood of something happening on a plane is so little compared to like a car. And yet it just feels so fucking scary. I mean, to me, sometimes I definitely have that moment midway flight where I'm like, I'm literally in a metal tin can, like, which is spiraling through the air. Like, how is this possible? I hate thinking about it, but like, so anyway, that was not to freak anyone out. That was just to say I'm with you and, um, (laughs) I'm with you, Mr. Anxiety squad. Okay. How I pack. So I have two ways that I pack. One way is completely chaotic. I just open my suitcase, throw everything in, shove it shut, and then get there and have a manic episode because I don't have anything I need. The second way when I actually have time and put effort in has really helped me because, um, I hate feeling so like chaotic when I arrive to a place. So when I, when I actually put an effort, this is how I pack and it works really well. The thing that trips you up about packing is when you don't get specific is when you're like, yeah, maybe I'll wear that top. I'll just put it in wrong. Literally lay out all of your outfits, like lay out the outfits, like go through your schedule, but whether it's a business trip or a vacation or whatever and say, okay, I get there on Monday. I have a business meeting. I need to wear business casual. This is what I'm going to wear. Lay out the outfit, lay it out. I, I like to lay it out all on my floor right? And then go to the next thing. Okay. Then I have a dinner where, um, I need to be a little bit more dressier. So then you add on, you're like, I can wear the same dress, but I add the shoes then. Okay. It's time to sleep pajamas, take the pajamas out then. Okay. The next morning I want to work out a little bit in the hotel gym, take out a workout set then the next day. Okay. I can reuse the blazer from the day before and you're building on 
but you get specific, you get granular because where I and everybody else goes wrong is when you just are like, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. Plan it out, like force yourself to say, I'm going to wear what you're going to wear on each day. And then you'll find that you can actually reuse a lot of pieces. I like to have a pretty basic centric wardrobe anyway. By that, I mean like just kind of plain pants, you know, you know, the, the favorite daughter pants that I love, or like my favorite good American jeans and then layer on different tops. So when I actually spend the time to do this, here's the irony too. If you actually spend the time to do this, it actually takes a lot shorter than doing the other chaotic method, because then you're just like, like when, when I went to Austin last time, I truly just threw everything in. And I was like, what did I even bring? Then you have that moment when you open your suitcase and you're like, what the fuck was this top supposed to go with? I don't even have pants to go with that top. And that's just so frustrating. Cause then you took up space in your suitcase. Um, and by the way, I'm always carry on when possible. Like I love to carry on only because then you just have your shit and you go, nothing irks me more than like waiting for a bag. But this time, you know, I'm going to London, I'm taking a big suitcase, but anyway, point being, if you actually do this method, go through your calendar and literally take things out, you know, one by one down to like your thong. I mean, I don't wear underwear as you guys know. So it's not a problem for me, but like down to being like, okay. And then with this dress, I need this song. And then you see what you have. And it's kind of like, you're just building your schedule. Now at the end of that, if you want to throw in like an extra two dresses, just to have a little flex, that's great. That's smart packing, but just randomly throwing shit in just causes chaos. Um, so that is my packing tips. I don't use packing cubes because I like to see everything go in. You know, I don't, people love them though. So maybe I should, maybe I should look into them and luggage. I really like base B E I S. If you guys know that brand, I recently switched over to them and they just have really great sizes. It's just very, it's lightweight, but it's durable. Um, and I've had a lot of other like kind of suitcases in that price range that break quite easily, but I really like base. So that's, that's what I use for my traveling. Um, gosh, I am so, so excited to go home. I I can't tell you guys, uh, I will be, um, podcasting from London, I think. So that's really exciting. Next time uh, we have the Wednesday show, which I'm going to pre-record and then I'm going to be podcasting from London. So that's just, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see my mom. Um, and I just want to say to all of my, my core followers, my core community, who's been really, um, sticking in it with me and writing to me. I see all those messages and I just want to say, I love you guys so much. It means the world to me. Um, really, really, I don't have the words and, and you'll never know how much you guys mean to me. So, so thank you, um, to my core because you guys are the best. All right, guys. Um, I love you tons. I will chat to you soon. Have a good, safe week and, um, and I'll, I'll be in touch. Bye. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. 
have you heard about Roback Activewear? Well, let me introduce you. You may have seen that subtle dog logo on your man's polos, hoodies, or Q-zips, but now Roback is growing their women's line. They strive for the best fit and best feel. I am so glad that Roback is now doing women's wear as well because they really have it down when it comes to super soft athletic wear that is just the cutest ever and so, so, so comfortable. You know me. I'm all about comfort. I'm all about feeling cozy while on the go. And I am always on the go. So go Roback. We love that you're in women's wear now. It's 2024. The spring's coming. And ladies, it's time to check out Roback for yourself. So use the code tanks on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order for all hoodies, joggers, skorts, and more. That's spelled R. H-O-B-A-C-K dot com. That's 20% off with the code TINKS.